Thank you, Dina, and also for presenting all these windows uh, of, the, of the bank to respond to emergency situations as well as uh, your uh, focus on climate and other long-term issues that uh, in order to build better resilience. So having said that, uh, uh, let me turn to Dominique Bourgeon, uh, who is um, the um, strategic coordinator for uh, emergencies and uh, resilience uh, at uh, FAO, as well as the director of the, um, uh, the emergency uh, division at uh, FAO. Um, and as I mentioned before, we had this event in Brussels uh, of the Global Network Against Food Crisis, where this report was launched, but also where a lot of discussion took place about how to address food crisis and what the international community should do, and there was a lot of commitment at least, pronunciations, um, to work more together uh, and align humanitarian relief with long-term preventative uh, action. So let's tell us what happened in Brussels and what can we learn from that. Thank you very much, Rob, and I would like to start by thanking also IFPRI for hosting this event and give us the, pos the possibility to talk about this, uh, this, this global report. But first, I would like indeed to, 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 re to remind everybody that this global report that is being presented today is part of a, a broader initiative. This is a key deliverable indeed of the uh, global network against food crisis that was launched uh, actually at the World Humanitarian Summit in 2016 by FAO, WFP and the European Union and that has since been joined by many partners. And it was uh, felt at that time uh, that there was a need indeed to uh, change the way uh, we do business. Why? Because indeed uh, there were uh, we saw back in 2016 already, this is the first year when we saw talking, looking at the SOFI, the state of food security and nutrition, that there was a, a reversal in the trend, that the number of people in uh, chronic food insecurity uh, was already increasing. We saw also that the, the number of people in acute uh, food insecurity based on IPC, cadre harmonisé, and the much better understanding that we have in terms of uh, food, uh, acute food insecurity uh, was also increasing. And since then, it has been, uh, you know, going from 80 million to 108 to 124, and this year slightly less, but still over 100 million. So showing that indeed we have uh, this big issue in terms of number of people. Then also uh, realizing that the, the, the needs, as was mentioned by Luca, have been skyrocketing, the bulk of it, 40% uh, being absorbed by uh, food security uh, activity. So there was a need at that point, at that time, saying that, okay, we need to do business differently, and, for, and to do that, we need to indeed get a much better understanding of what are we talking about, where is it happening, and how can we uh, act in a more uh, coherent way. And the event that took place indeed on 2nd and 3rd of April uh, this month or in, in, in Brussels was a, a key uh, event in the context of the, of the global network. It actually attracted over uh, 550 participants. But, and what was interesting is that they were not there only for the opening session, but they were there throughout. Uh, the discussion until the end. I mean, and it attracted really a variety of uh, stakeholders for, from key uh, decision makers, uh, the high level representative of the EU, uh, number two of the EU on foreign affairs, a number of ministers from 
donors and recipients, uh, countries, civil society, NGO, academic, private sector, so uh, really all the stakeholders uh, involved in the sector. And the, the event, I think, was absolutely critical as it reaffirmed, first and foremost, that indeed we need to have good quality information. Uh, we need to continue to work on this global report. We need to fine-tune uh, this, this global report. We need to make it evolve. Uh, we need to also uh, put more attention on the issue of early warning. I mean, this is, uh, this is good, but it's a little bit static. How can we look forward? How can we predict to, to anticipate action? It also indeed, as many said, it also said that basically uh, we need to promote greater coherence, coherence uh, and better effectiveness of collective uh, efforts across the humanitarian development peace nexus. We need to be better articulated and doing so in close cooperation with government, with the civil society, with the academia, etc., etc. but also saying that country ownership is absolutely critical. We need to work on what is actually uh, existing. Then we need to collaborate across sector to address the various drivers. I think it came out uh, quite uh, forcefully as well. And we need to make sure that we generate uh, political uptake, because you can have very good, uh, indeed, understanding, very good strategy, but if you don't have the political uptake, uh, what do you do? So. Uh, and that needs to be done at all level, not only at country level, but also at regional level, working with regional institutions, and then, of course, at uh, global level. So concretely, what does it mean for the countries also that you are talking about, um, colleagues in, 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 in Europe? First, I think it's important to realize that there is as much as we can do. I mean, in all these countries, solutions are very political. I mean, there are political decisions that need to be made. We are not going to address the big uh, food insecurity issue if we are not able to also, if others are not able to, to, to address the, the political nature of it. And this is why we have welcomed earlier, I know, in, um, when was it? Uh, earlier, uh, last year, actually, uh, a Security Council resolution, uh, 2417, on the link between conflict and anger. This is absolutely uh, critical. We need also to realize that the global network is not the only one in town, and that there is, have been many attempts in the past. There has been SHARE, the Global Alliance, there has been uh, AGIR, uh, that are very interesting initiatives, but that have achieved sometimes rather limited uh, results, even if they have made the, the, the reflection on the issue uh, progressed. Uh, the global network in that respect is absolutely uh, important to, I would say, um, enable us to, 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 to progress and first and foremost also help us define what is the, uni the universe that the, the global uh, network should focus on. And I think there is a consensus that we need indeed to focus on these countries that are top of the list. The countries, I mean, uh, it was mentioned by Anne-Claire and Luca that eight countries are forming actually two-thirds of the number of people in acute food insecurity. So how can we focus on this uh, crisis? And then within this context, to see how we can apply the three dimensions of the network, how we can, within this context, strengthen the understanding of the actual situation and of the drivers. And then how can we promote strategic investments 
how can we see what are the existing framework that are available in these countries and bring additional value, bring additional inputs to make sure that they have the best knowledge available, that, they, that, they, that, that we can really improve on this uh, programming, and then finally make sure that there is indeed this, uh, this political uptake. And I think with the global network, with the, the work at the tree level, we have a real opportunity uh, to make progress in this endeavor. Thank you.